Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stitches Podcast. I'm back on the podcast, your host, Luke Manerfeld, after taking a week off. And I have to set the record straight here. Astros in seven games, not in four. The guys kind of put me in a hole on that one, but I had to clear the air before we get started here. But I've got Robert Stangler, Nick Budig with me today. We are five games in on this World Series, Astros and Braves. Hopefully there's two more games left. Could be one more. As you're listening to this, it'd be a Tuesday night game. Guys, it's been a fun series so far. We've seen uh, plenty of pitching, to say the least. We've seen some close games, and we've also seen some not-so-close games. So we've kind of got the whole gamut here, but so far, it's been a fun one, I think. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, I don't know about that, Luke. I think I've seen too much bad pitching. This is probably one of the worst World Series I've seen. Some horrible pitching from starters and the bullpen. I'm not impressed. Yeah, I agree with the pitching side of things. Yeah. I, we have seen starters go like two-thirds of an inning. It's I, been I, a bad we have seen, like Starters just like getting pulled right away. I've never seen that. But, I mean, it's been f- fun to see the teams duke it out strategy-wise. The timely like, both home managers, runs. Mm-hmm. The timely both home runs managers have had to really pull out their strategy cards. Yeah. Nick, you get the Braves hat on. I do. Is that I'm, like a sweat stain? It's uh, sweat, sun, everything. But, How uh, long you been a Braves fan? Since like the '80s. Yeah. Look at that hat. Same logo and everything. Since TBS days. That looks like um, my old uh, in-house baseball hats. Because you would just like sit in the June sun, and you would just sweat, and they were just like the crappiest hats, so the sweat would show through. That's just that's all I do for this hat is just sit in the June sun and sweat. All right. It's been true. it's been fun. I uh, I didn't Georgia. see last night's game, Sunday night's game. Um, I'm sure it was a spooky game because of Halloween. It's but, pretty uh, basic. It's, yeah, it, it's been <laughs> pretty predictable, actually. Yup. Yeah. Pretty good. Even Tucker uh, Davidson and X training. We'll, we'll get into how bad thing. that was. It was bad. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, starting to look more and more like a seven-game series, right, Luke? Well, that's what we'll get into. I don't want to put the cart before the horse here because I've got to remind Ooh. everyone that they can listen along for weeks to come. Next week, the season will be over, so I don't know what we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk about the World Series next week. Maybe we'll start Japanese talking about the baseball. What? Japanese baseball, maybe. I don't know. Robert, you're the Brian only one that actually follows that, so Korean, we are yeah, first KBO. all to talk about it. KBO? That's all right. We'll figure it out. But we'll be here every week. You you can count on that throughout the off season until March when baseball does return. Uh, so make sure to follow along. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Wherever you get your audio, you can find us. We're on social media at Stitches Pod and Facebook and Twitter. And our email is thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. It's podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's take a retroactive look right now because I think last Whoa. week you guys were doing kind of a World Series primer when I wasn't on the podcast. Now we've got some games under our belt, and we already mentioned how the pitching has been absolutely horrid. I agree with that. The games have been entertaining, I think, but I, I it's hard to watch some of the pitching, uh, the, the bad pitching, and some of the quick quick hooks too. Um, so far, Robert, you talked about the pitching. What else has been kind of top of mind for you? Um, pitching, because it's. Okay. I think we have to dissect it because there was a lot of bad calls. Not only, and I don't know whose calls these are. This is probably GM as well. This lefty excuse of some of these guys coming in, making the roster because of injuries to Morton, because of an injury to Husker Enoa, and because there's their left-handed pitchers making the excuse they should be in this bullpen when they have. 
what is it, three, four lefties already in the pen, Nick? You already said it earlier. Oh, they have five lefties. Besides the guys that made the I roster. missed now that. Five about. lefties? Yeah. yeah. For wow. no reason. Some of them don't the big belong. three, and then they have the two long. The Astros exactly. don't even have, they have some lefties, but not they, that. The they Astros have, two, have like two. ideal ones. They have two. They're kind of in the same boat as the Braves for their lefties. And Tucker can right. hit lefties better than righties, I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But the point being, the Astros use power right-handed pitchers. Now I'm going to make an argument right now. They had the Braves had a power power right-handed pitcher in Spencer Strider, who struck out 14.6 K per nine in the minor leagues in 20 games, 21 games started. And why is that significant? Well, Husker, you know, was a starting pitcher. He was a power right-handed starting pitcher. Strider fits the complete bold mold. And there's no point to have Jacob Webb, Dylan Lee, even Kyle Wright shouldn't be there. Speak of Kyle Wright, he didn't throw strikes at all. I didn't see one, maybe one or two first pitch strikes. It was unbelievably bad. Drew Smiley looked terrible. Another lefty in the pen, which made no sense to me. I think the Braves have gone so backwards these last few games, thinking that the left-handed specialists are key against lefties. But what they don't realize is the Houston Astros hit anyone you throw at them. It doesn't matter if you're a right-handed pitcher. doesn't matter if you're a left-handed pitcher. You gotta go with the matchups, and to get Correa, El Tuve, and Bregman out, you pound them inside with 95 plus. Then you work away as close as you can with sliders and curveballs. If they don't offer, you go back inside higher on the hands, and if they don't offer, they take their walks. The Braves consistently walked guys without even throwing what we call non-competitive pitches, and it became an ugly, ugly game. And in a sense, you would say it's a crapshoot game because. There was no good strikes thrown. I was not impressed. I think the Braves have made a terrible mistake the last game. Do you think that's maybe because he's saving some bullets for six and seven since they need Absolutely to win not, because he ended up putting in AJ Minter and he's been worked as a horse. There's no excuses. And the reason you mm. put in Tucker Davidson, who also was on the aisle for sixty games with a forearm strain, making more excuses just makes no sense to me. He should not have been starting that game. He should have been in the bullpen from the beginning. He's not a starting pitcher. He's only had, what is it, eight start? No, yeah, eight starts all season long. I don't qualify as a starting pitcher when Strider had 20-plus. That's just inexcusable by the GM of the Braves and also Snitker of the manager of the Braves. What's interesting is Strider actually pitched in the major leagues this year, right? Yeah, he only had two innings, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he that's they it. called he him time. up. Some, why would they call him up then and not in the playoffs? That's yeah. that's what I enough? don't exactly. Because the argument on the other side would have been, well, he was in A ball, was his highest level of pro ball, but he's actually pitched in the major leagues. So he's it doesn't actually make any pitched sense. A ball, double A, and triple A. He's been in all three in one or season. Or double A, triple A. Okay, I was looking yeah. at the I was looking at baseball yeah, reference. It's, it's the other good. Way. I know it's a little confusing. So he he's pitched. I mean, he's ready for the major leagues. He's a fastball so slider think. guy. Like I said, who stinks against sliders? Alex Bregman stinks against sliders. Who's been he hot against in the last game? I know, but who's been hot in the last bad. game? Alex Bregman's been hot in the game. You cannot let these guys beat you with crappy left-handed pitching, and that's exactly what the Braves had in their crappy lefties. I think uh, you make a good point about A.J. Minter, but I do think largely he was probably not trying to go all out for that game. Mm-hmm. No, of course run. not. He felt like he had a game to give, and I totally get that. And it didn't and if help you, AJ Minter. If you look at the next two command. starters, which yes. we'll get into, it's yes. Max Freed, and then it's um, Anderson. I'm blanking. Ian Anderson. So, like, they have a really good chance of winning one of those two games, and they're trying to save bullets. But we're talking about the other side of this thing, where you kind of let the Astros back into this thing, and you talk about a four nothing start to that 
to that game on Sunday night. The Astros come back and win 9-5. to That's one of those games where you kind of let a team get on a roll, right? Like, the Astros kind of – we after I think we all saw that Grand Slam, I think I switched to the Vikings game for a little bit until the Astros started yeah, scoring. Yeah, I didn't. I was about to be like, yep, guys, this is not over. I had a live stream on Twitch. I was telling my viewers, we're in for a game, guys. We're about to blow this 4 nothing lead. It means nothing. The starting pitcher in here is absolute garbage. He has a 50 OFP, does not belong in the major leagues. He has one pitch. If you have two pitches, you belong in the major leagues. He doesn't even have two 50s. Yeah, and that's what it was mm-hmm. Tucker Davidson. So I knew the the game yeah. was not over. So I, I agree with you on that. And it, it's dangerous. And I, I I get what Snickers doing on one hand. That bullpen has been completely taxed, and you're going to need to keep him rested with Morton out. You can't really use your starting pitching depth is already kind of thin. It just it I I think I agree with you. Like it's inexcusable that Strider's not on this roster. He could have provided even long relief innings out mm-hmm. of or out of the pen. He could have started. He could have been a really versatile guy as opposed to some of these lefty relievers that are being used in interesting situations and not putting up at all. So going forward, we've got quite a series here. My prediction was Astros in seven. You both had Braves. Braves in six for Roberts. So he thinks they're going to win. Tuesday and Trevor Plouffe. Trevor Just Plouffe like Trevor Plouffe. Yeah. Nope. But you had it first, right? Oh, I, I did two days before him. Yeah, that's interesting. There you go. But like you'd be copying Trevor Plouffe anyway. I know, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Why would I do that, right? I don't know. You seem like you had something to prove, though. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> he keeps talking about it. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't think anyone's accusing I just you of want copying this. him, to be fair. That's because I badly want this ring, man. I want the Braves to win. I want this W. I failed miserably last year. The Rays let me down. I'm not happy. Mm hmm. That's all right, man. I think I think we'll talk about this here. Freed and Anderson. I like. I had the Astros winning this World Series, but I like their chances here. Because you're looking at the other side, you've got the Astros going with kind of a bullpen game, game six, with Garcia, Odorizzi, and uh, who else did we talk uh, Javier. And then game mm-hmm. seven, you would think they turn to Ur- Urquidy, who's been anything but sure. He's had his injury woes, and he hasn't pitched a lot in September and October. And so it's just a lot of iffiness on the Astros. While this is the World Series, though, Anything can happen, but you gotta like the Braves' chances, right? Yeah, I I think that's that's the big thing. I think obviously both coming in, both of them had the had had a kind of pushed their bullpen to the limit, especially that the Red, yeah Astros in the Red Sox series. Um, but going off for Quady, he is the only pitcher for the Astros to go five innings, um, and that was Game Two. Uh, so outside of Granke's solid four inning start, Quady's really had the best start for the Astros. Um, but I agree with you. I think. Freed and Anderson, I think that that lines up perfectly for the Braves, um, even though it is in Houston, which um, is obviously always tough to win on the road in World Series. They already won the first game, but uh, I am on their boat. Uh, I think the the scary thing is for me is that the Astros have hung around with the three big names of Altuve, Altuve Bregman, and uh, Jordan being awful. Jordan has has one hit this postseason or this World Series after being on a tear in the in the in the CS. Uh, Bregman's been bad. That's been documented all series, and Altuve's been bad. He's hitting almost under two hundred this whole postseason. Uh, so I think there's almost a scary fact that those three could get back together in Houston. They're 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 kind of hanging around long enough for those guys to get hot. So I think it's it's that's kind of the nervous nerve wracking thing for me because. If those three have been playing terrible, I would never have thought the Astros would have a shot. But uh, there's a chance with those three heating up back in Houston, back at Minute Maid, with that that 
short porch out in out and left that uh, those guys could get going. Um, but again, I think the Freed and Anderson lineup is is almost too much for even those three to get back together. It's it was kind of weird too watching Jordan Alvarez having to play left field. Yeah, he doesn't. <clears throat> and he made a few mistakes, and he got he got hurt, I think, in game yeah, he four. Ran into the fence. So I mean, he'll he'll be playing his natural DH. I'd never want to see him play left field again. I think we need, we all need universal DH. That's just kind of yeah. the reason number one. Although Granky hit like a hundred and seven mile an hour single, which was cool. I mean, he's isn't he hit like five hundred in the postseason? Yeah, he's a good hitter. He's no joke. But um, I, I it was also very cold in Atlanta. Like people yeah, don't a, really talk about that. You could see their breath. You don't usually gross. see that in Georgia. And so you're talking about an Astros team that plays in a lot of climate controlled you know, a climate controlled stadium for half their home or half their game. So this could, the advantage could be on them. The offense could come alive. It did come alive in Atlanta, even when mm-hmm. Dusty was mixing and matching there, moving Bregman down and t- uh, Kyle Tucker up. So maybe they found a spark. I just, I, I, you have, to, I just think the Braves with the starting pitching, I just, it's, it's going to be, a, I, I would like to see the odds on this one. Cause I think the Braves odds have to be, you know, pretty high. Although we hate mm-hmm. Vegas here. Well, they've defied yeah. the odds against you since they've gotten here, Luke, right? Storybook I, mean, I, know, I know you don't like... <laughs> Storybook Astros. I know you right. don't like Ian Anderson, but for some reason he throws strikes and people just can't hit him. The worst he does is give up walks. Like Four guys just don't postseason. hit him apparently, and he's a different pitcher in the postseason. That's Ian Anderson's a beast things. in the postseason. I love Ian Anderson. I've been a fan of him forever. That sounds like I hate being... him. I just don't think No, I didn't say you hate him. Yeah. I said you don't really like him. You don't really yeah. believe he can keep doing this. And he mm-hmm. keeps doing it. You know, he keeps proving people wrong. I'm with you with Max Freed. I'm not a Max Freed fan. You guys all know that. I don't like him. even, And he's been different in the postseason versus the regular season. But I, I just think the only way the Braves are going to win tomorrow is if they're going to outscore the, the pitching. They're going to have to beat the Astros pitching tomorrow. Seems obvious, right? But the Astros are basically... They have their, I still think they have their backs against the wall here, not just because they have to win, but because they're in a situation where they have to put it all on the line because game seven, who's gonna be who's gonna be starting after Kitty doesn't have it? You know, like you gotta be thinking ahead also, but you also don't wanna lose tomorrow because then you're done. But the Braves to me, the biggest concern I have for them right now is Tyler Matzik starting to get figured out. I've seen the, the stats are starting to pile up now. We're starting to see numbers start ballooning here in the World Series, and the Astros are starting to figure him out. And if Matzik doesn't have the command, because yes, he has a little bit of command issues, believe it or not. Throughout his career, he has higher whips in the regular season more than people think besides this year. And he's going to walk, guys. It does happen. And if he doesn't have the command on, the Astros are going to figure him out and they're going to jump on him. And that's going to be a huge problem because Minter's starting to lose his command as well. There's just a lot of gray areas right now where I can see your opinion of the Astros being right, Luke. But I still believe the way that this season has gone, the Astros and the Braves have put this all together. And the Braves are still living off of that energy of not having Ronald Acuna, I just think this team has something something that you can't really explain to it that's going to help them win tomorrow. And I, I, I think that Garcia is still going to pitch well. He probably will go four innings and get like seven strikeouts. I think he got like three for six in his first outing against the Braves. But I, I still think it's going to come down to the Astros' bullpen blowing it, and the Braves are still going to walk away and win the World Series tomorrow. One interesting storyline here is we're coming off a, 20, a shortened 2020 season. And then a season where relievers were used maybe more than ever in 2021, especially in the postseason, especially for the Braves, mm-hmm. because that rotation depth Been was wild. thin. And I think you talk about the control issues with Matt Sec and even Minter not being that effective. 
you know, that's got that and even like the some of the Astros relievers haven't been super great at, at points I wonder if there's some there's a big fatigue factor there even the starting pitching injuries we're seeing too and mm-hmm. then this is a weird year because they didn't get built up in 2022 properly yeah that's, and I saw a, a writer tweet that out so I can't really claim credit for it but it's you're seeing how these relievers just they can't keep up and so this is a different topic than maybe we have in the off season. Maybe teams should treat relievers as two inning relievers rather than one inning relievers when building them up in the spring in spring training. Or maybe teams treat their prospects with longer leashes rather than just one inning relievers. Well, yeah, because here, well, here's we're seeing relievers take. specialize and have to go two innings in these big games because yeah, I think that's the because they have to. So maybe teams will start developing pitchers a little differently. I think that's, they just, that's something do that, completely though. different, though. I like I like that philosophy, though, because it seems like when you saw the Rays in the postseason, and I know we're going to get a little off topic here, but when that's you're right. when you're talking about the Rays here, right? The Rays continuously have guys go out there, whether it's one or two innings, and then they rest them. They're like, ah, we we still have to play tomorrow, but we're going to rest them so we don't have to even go to them at all. Have them go that two innings, and then don't touch them again. On to have them have a day off. That's more of an excuse for me than going one inning and then being like, no, we're not going to have you throw again tomorrow because you only threw like 12 15 pitches i think the braves have done something differently than anyone else has done in this postseason and they've gone to matzik like three straight days in a row and they've had no fear doing it because they know that they need these guys and yes there's a risk factor and yes there's health problems and yes there's this and that but you have to do that this is the world series you cannot be so passive in this game you got to put mm-hmm. it all on the line, put your guys out there, because otherwise, what's the point of even having these guys? You might as well send them down and go get somebody else to do your, do their job. Like I just don't understand managers, for example, Kevin Cash and the Rays, being so passive and being like, okay, well, we're going to let him go an inning, and then the next day we're not going to have him even be used at all. We believe in this, we have to save his arm, blah, blah, blah. No, you have him go two straight days in a row, or you have him go one day and go two innings in a row, and then you let him sit. It's a better excuse than going one inning and then saying, okay, you're going to sit the next day. I mean, I, I think they're doing the right thing. The Rays and Astros are using their guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. we haven't Ray- seen them keep bullets back, really. Uh, the Rays definitely kept bullets back in that series, but that's a different topic. I, I should say Braves and Astros this yeah. season. No, yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, Rays definitely did, but the Braves and yeah, Astros that's... have really just deployed everyone. It's been mm-hmm. all hands on deck. So that's my point is maybe pitchers need to be treated differently and built up differently because that's going to happen to the best teams. Good relievers are going to have to step up in the postseason regardless, and they're going to have to deal with that new workload. Yeah. And we're seeing the effects of that with less effectiveness with the Matsex and the mm-hmm. uh, Minters. And the Braves oh. have heavily relied oh. on those two guys all season. Yeah, those guys have been used pretty lot. What was it? Matzik or Minter went three innings or what? Two and in, two or three innings in that that Astro series. And what, I think game? it was Minter. All Minter, wait, and he had. It? It. I yeah, think he only yeah. pitched two innings once all year. I mean, yeah. he looked really good, yeah, but still, I, Minter, like yeah. it's still a scary thought to. Right. He's a he's a he's and a big left team. There's always a carryover effect. There always yeah. is. There always always is. John Smoltz brings it up all the time. He believes that no matter what happens in this given game something is a carryover effect into the next day or the next game. That's just how it is. Like I'm, and, I'm looking at these innings for the relievers. Uh, Minter has 52 innings this year. That's not including postseason. The most he had was in 2018 was 61. So that's three years removed from that high inning year. And then you look at Matzek. He used to be a starter, if you remember, at the Rockies mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, and he was bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that was 2014. But he still had starter. He hasn't thrown. Starter arm. He threw 29 innings in 2020. He has 63 innings in the regular season this year. 
Before that, he hadn't even pitched in the majors since 2015. And so yeah. you ask yourself, how do they keep that up? And I don't think they can. And we're going to mm. see. In- I think we're going to see more injuries next year because well, we've seen a lot. Of- we saw a lot of injuries this year. I don't think that's going to stop next year. Is what I should say. So, and uh, I yeah, I I think you're- it leads to more of a crapshoot in the World Series too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, just burn out. I think there's definitely a problem in Major League Baseball with starting pitchers right now where they only go four or five innings, whether it's the regular season or it's in the playoffs. And I think it's because we're we're not letting them go probably long distance in the minor leagues, kind of what you were saying, Luke, that that writer kind of pointed out. I feel like there isn't a growing problem where we need to stretch guys out more and see what they can actually do if there's an extra thing in the tank where they can go six, seven innings because you're not going to know unless you let that happen. And a lot of teams are being so protective with arms and limiting innings and I, I think it's it's definitely a carryover effect showing now, especially into the postseason. Starting pitchers like Ian Anderson, I feel like, got pretty babied in the minor leagues, didn't throw as much as he should have, and he's mm-hmm. not a guy that's going to go six innings because, one, he doesn't have the stamina, and, two, his command sometimes gets lost in that first inning, and therefore he's at 40 pitches after the first inning. Like so many young starters, they cannot find the strike zone in that first inning. Well, I think, I think it's just a combination of – for first inning for this for the young guys, just the the hitters' philosophy. You're trying to hit your hit your spots more than trying to get get quick outs. Um, obviously, I'm not, we don't want to get into the the pitch to contact debate, but uh, it's still it's it's you're trying to go for strikeouts because guys are swinging everything, and then you're gonna run into a team like the Astros once in a while. It's gonna take pitches. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think it's it is kind of scary to see a, a pitcher go from 29 innings to 60 innings. Um, and then go into the postseason, go all postseason, become a big-name pitcher in the postseason, get used a lot. And, I mean, that's a lot of wear and tear for a guy, especially like Matzik, who's had such a such big gaps in his pitching career. Um, but it, it is an interesting thought. I think a lot of the, the Brave series, the games in, in, in Atlanta had to do with the weather, but at the same time, you don't know if, it's, if it is fatigue. Uh, we were talked about it with the Giants. Their bullpen, we were, Robert and I were big on the – their bullpen being being taxed, being used too much, um, and it, it kind of came out to fruition that they it, they were being used too much. They didn't have enough guys to eat up innings. Um, and, and the Astros have Christian Javier, but he's pitched like once in one game a series, and he didn't look good the other night either. So the innings and it limits early on, I think, are affecting them. Twenty twenty was a big effect on them. So. I think these final two games, if if Freed or Anderson can't go deep, I think it's it's we got more bullpen games, and I think we got more bad pitching on the way. Uh, can we talk about how amazing Michael Brantley is at oh, approach? My God. Oh, <laughs> I think teams need to stop shifting him because it doesn't matter. He is matter. I mean, so good at just like taking ridiculous. pitches and doing the right thing and making pitchers work. He is good. Oh, man. And he, he uses that inside-out, up-the-middle approach yeah. when you put the shift on him. He's like, okay, you're going to shift me? I'm just going to hit it up the middle then. That's fine. Yeah. Is it too early to say I see a little of him and Kyle Tucker? Mm, no, I could. I, I see I think a little Kyle bit. Tucker has, I see a little bit of it. I don't know. I think Kyle far Tucker is... away from Tucker's development. He's still young. Yeah. But the way he cut down on his strikeouts, and he actually is a pretty good play approach too, and he has a very good inside-out, inside-out. Well, he did. Swing. He did the whole – he took – watch Ted Williams tape like all year in yeah. the off season. And he's really taken that to both, like heart. Well, Brantley's a lefty or a switch hitter lefty. He's a lefty. They're both Tucker's lefties. a lefty. I don't know. Maybe I'm just wishful thinking. Cause I like uh, Tucker. I mean, he finds Tucker's somehow good. he gets barrel on pitches really away good. really well, especially breaking balls. They were really talking about hands. how it swings a little bit longer in it legs, but it does really well against sliders and curves. 
when he's hitting it the other way. I don't think he does as well when he's trying to pull it. And then Duvall's home run was pretty freakish. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He must have been sitting on a fastball away. I mean, that was I mean, incredible. I think that's what they've been doing man. all series, honestly. Yeah. Has to be. Sitting on fastballs. That was Here's incredible. A, this, is just a, I, this is an interesting stat that I found. Um, so the Braves and, and, and the Astros, they both throw in 131 innings. They both have 50 walks. And they both have 145 strikeouts coming into game six. Identicals. Um, well, a lot of people feel like they're very The Astros balanced. have just given up 10 more home runs. <laughs> That's the big thing. They've just given up more home runs, more more fastballs down the middle. But Yeah, the Astros, they look like the better team. I mean, we talked about it on paper. and they that what was I it? mean, they are the better team on yeah, paper. Yeah, exactly. And then that last game... Not not the last game, but the game before that, they had so many runners on. I think it was at least 11 or 12 runners they left on. They were totally crushing the Braves, and somehow they lost that game. <laughs> like, I what? mean, the, the Braves kind of survived a lot of that. They survived a lot of yes, runners left on. Especially against the Dodgers, Dodgers. They, yep. And the Brewers, uh, they left a lot that. of runners left on. Yep. So, No doubt. And that's kind, of, that's kind of the Braves' magic. They're trying to They've escape They've been kind of surviving some, some scary situations. Yes, that is definitely something the, to be The Braves also, about. like... Well, the Astros' issue is that they they're prone to like blow up innings. Like they just ha- they let up cro- so many crooked numbers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like their bullpen will lock them down, and then they'll let up, you know, a big inning or the first inning. They'll have a, let up the grand slam like the other night. It's like they 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 do look like the better team, but is that the fifth grand slam? Yeah, the over. It seems like they're just overcoming a lot. Yeah, that was so many grand slams. Like the Red Sox hit them for grand slam. That's just that's mm-hmm. that's just a fluke. Well, yeah, but that's still a big. It hurts. Early number that they've been giving up. It hurts, but that's not something that's like you can replicate that. That's just a yeah. Big, that's not a game plan. How that's about Jorge Soler though? Honestly, I think he's been the best hitter in this whole series for either team. Coming off the bench, hitting a home run, also just playing and hitting a home run to lead off. I mean, his approach has been completely different. I know they're not great pitches. They're definitely mistake pitches. As Soler's more of a mistake hitter, but the fact that he keeps laying off sliders away and not being so uh, choosy on those. He's being very selective, has really changed his game. And it's, I feel like it's the same approach that Rosario's kind of had since he's been in Atlanta. I don't know what it is, but something in Atlanta has changed both those hitters and their approaches, and I don't think they're just getting hot. It doesn't mean that Rosario's going to have like a crazy 50 home run season or whatever next season. Like I, I think people need to get that out of their head. But what I'm saying is there's definitely something in there where Rosario can stay steady, still be a solid major leaguer, and still put up 30 home runs if he has that kind of approach. We know he's not really going to walk, but he's showing walks when it matters, so it's it's so weird to me. It's just an oddity, or maybe it's just he's getting better and he had to go to a different team to find that philosophy. Yeah, I think, I mean, unless he starts walking, I, I still see him as a, a, a thief, an MVP one week and a double-A guy next yeah, week, that's, I think. that's been the story of his career, though. And I think it's just the, 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 the postseason hype for him. I think that's just kind of what's uh, what he's driving off of, but... You don't think uh, you don't think Austin Riley's been the best hitter for the Braves? No, I th- I really like Austin Riley. I thought he was going to be the MVP of this series when they win, but I I don't think he's impressed me as much as Soler and uh, and I think that might just because Soler has had so many ups and downs more so than Austin Riley has. He's really only had that one really really bad year as far as strikeouts go, and then he just completely became a different player and much better from last year yeah. and then this year. So I mean, I think it's just more so looking at the lack of performance from those guys versus how well they're actually doing. Who's your guys' uh, World Series MVP right now? I think it's been tough. Mine's Solaire. Solaire? Yeah, Riley. Yeah. 
I don't see anyone on the the Astros right now. I'll be honest. Brandly, I didn't like maybe, follow but... the Braves a lot during the regular season. So when I went to go look at Austin Riley's stats in the regular yeah, season, he's unbelievable. Man, he really he went off. Hit all year. He really did, and his swing just got so much better. Oh his defense gosh. got better. Yep. Hitting got better. He's really turning into that prospect that that Twins fans wish to know like a lot, didn't you? Yeah, Nick yeah, did like. I was big yeah, on him. Nick was huge on. Was Ryan. he their number one prospect or? No, because Christian Pache was always yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was top five. For he had sure, to be though. out there though. Yeah. yeah, he was. Was he top one hundred? I think he might have been fringe. He might have been like a a low one, but when he and he was there when he was he was still Albies viewed as just a, too, another Miguel Sano. People were talking about all these and up. stuff too, right? Ozzy yeah. Albies and Riley. I mean, that was that. That was that crazy. Was, Acuna was still in that class. Yeah. That crazy farm system that you were talking about, Nick. And I wasn't as big into prospects and farm systems even as much as you were at that time. I was still trying to get my feet wet. Uh, and the Braves maturing. now have another good farm system, believe it or not. This is a good it's example of how a farm system turns into a World Series team. Yes. Yeah, a lot of these the guys, yeah, thing. obviously, like, the Solaires are not farm. No. And that that's amazing how they're doing that with Duvall, Solaire, and Rosario being the transactions and they're popping off well it was four outfielders wasn't it those three are the main ones for sure but i think it's all solaire and rosario and rosario and, and then jock peterson's peterson. been good but he hasn't been good in the world series but he hasn't really but i think in the, he was in pretty the big no yeah he was huge in the postseason. he's been huge no doubt no doubt in the whole postseason those four outfielders have accounted for like it's like 60 percent of their rbis yes. and runs yep. yeah i think their hope was that they almost make up acuna is missing they have They've I mean, they've blown this postseason for sure. They have yeah, been yeah. the team. They've carried yes. the offense. It's, uh, yes. Braves is 14 homegrown on the roster, and Houston is 20. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Rosario is a good postseason hitter. People forget that with the Twins. Yeah, he's good. Exactly. He was I mean, the only clutch. guy that contributed besides that, yeah. Nelson Cruz exactly. against the Yankees. Yes, thank you. So, Correct. like, he can put up. I don't think he's a great player in the regular season. I think he's pretty average, but. If you I mean, get him for the right price, I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't get him for complain. a Pablo Sandoval. But he wasn't worth what the Twins could have got him for. No, wasn't it? Like, of course not. No. It was like $12 million. And I wanted to see Kirilov in the outfield, even though he was a first baseman. I still wanted to see him over Rosario in that outfield when it was said and done. Kirilov's a stud. We'll see him yeah, next year. Though. I love yeah. Kirilov. Big fan. All right, guys. We've got two more games, hopefully. I hope two more games. I know nope. you want it to end yeah. in six. It ends but in six. Game sevens are I'm fun. Game sevens I know fun. they yeah. are, but this has gone. This this series has been whack, and I don't like how it's been with pitching. I'm, I'm going to say Houston. it ends in six. You're going to have to get used to it, I think. That's, how it, that's literally <laughs> been the trend for the last five years. It's just nah, more pitching. Not this bad. Nah, not this bad. Pitching hasn't been. I mean, the Astros I, and Braves I don't also think it hasn't, very bad starting rotation. That, that's like, what's not even yeah, that. Especially just, when they lost McCullers. I when don't like McCullers seeing, went down. Martin went down. It kind of just right. went. I don't like seeing a guy who literally only has a fifty pitch, a fifty grade pitch, throwing out of a rotation or pen for a major league team in the World Series. It's just embarrassing. I think. I mean, I don't know. I think a World Series. Your bullpen is just depleted for every team. I don't think no one's going to have a razor. Well, the Astros are looking bullpen. pretty good. I don't know. I like their stuff. They're not throwing no 50 pitchers out there. <laughs> well, because they loaded up. Their numbers the are worse than, uh, worse than the Braves. Well, they loaded up. Then they get three or four, three relievers to the deadline. The yeah, and Yumi Garcia yeah, has. Yumi Garcia's got a Graveman, 55 Yumi. pitch. Kendall what is Graveman. that, a sinker? It's like a 55. It's not an average pitch. It's good. It has good movement. It sinks. It's not a loopy curveball like. Freaking Tucker Davidson. I just can't throw strikes with it. It's embarrassing. Yeah. 
All right, well, enjoy the games. We've got, uh, we'll be here next week with whatever topic we decide to talk about. Make sure to follow along. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio. We're on social media, Stitches Pod, on Facebook and Twitter. And our email is the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. All right, go Astros in seven. Oh, hey, hold on a second. Braves. Astros in seven. All right. See you all.